Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Bosky out with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. It's a nice November day. Maybe you're on your car ride. Maybe you're on a train. Maybe you're just kicking it back at home with some folks you love. It doesn't matter where you are. What matters is what's going into your ears right now. You're listening to the smooth vocals of Edgar Montplazier. Today I'll be joined by guest Ronick Mighty. He'll be talking about his music. He'll be talking about his life. He'll be talking about his perspective. But we can wait to get into that once we get into the Culture Kings podcast. What's up, my man? How are you? Good. Good. It's good to be here. Thank we've never me. met. Yeah, this is our first time meeting. This is the first time we've ever met each other. Yeah. Uh, what is your thoughts about me so far? Uh, charismatic. Wow. Radio voice, for sure. Oh, radio voice, I agree with. Charismatic, I, I think I'm one of the most dull people that anyone could ever meet. No, no, no. I think you're giving yourself a hard time. Uh, if me and a pillar of salt were next to each other, someone would be like, someone tell that pillar of salt to turn it down. Yeah, but you know, like you can throw like water at the pillar of salt and it'll mm. just start like withering away. But yeah. you'll, I feel like you can hold your ground. Yeah, like, if you, you know? threw water at and me, I probably wouldn't move. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, let's just start from the very beginning. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? Why do you do what you do? And what is it that you do? Uh, yeah, I'm from Mumbai in India mm-hmm. originally. Well, actually, if we if we really are going back mm-hmm. to like you know like the beginnings of times, mm-hmm. uh, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Uh, yeah, so random. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I guess that's where my parents ended up. So that's where I was born. Uh, they they met in. They, well, they didn't meet in Cleveland. They met in India, but then they went together to Cleveland for graduate school. Were they married uh, at the time, or were they yes, just dating? they were married. Okay. And, like, back then, uh, when, I guess, in the 80s, the, it was, uh, you would have better luck going to school and figuring things out if you were married. So really? they got they got married, and they basically applied to two programs in the same school in Cleveland, Case Western. Uh, and then they both got in, fortunately enough, and they both got like a good financial situation going for themselves. And they kind of took the plunge and just came to the States. What do you think would have happened if they didn't both get into the program? Like if only one of them have gotten in? Yeah, I mean... Or it, hold on, I want to upgrade yeah. my question. <laughs> Which one of your parents do you think would have went anyways if the other didn't get in? Oh, 100%. My dad. He would have left your mom? 100% my dad. I mean, he's just so, yeah, he's just, you know, he's just one of those guys that's like, he's he's waking up looking for a reason to, like, really question everything around mm. him. Or, you know, just like, oh, my God, like, something's not wrong. Like, something needs to change right now. Or, like, something needs to something needs to happen. He's like, waiting for that thing to break it, so he yeah, can just exactly. run away. He's very, very cynical. I get, like, okay. I kind of get that cynical, sort of skeptical attitude from him. For you sure. don't seem like a cynical person to me. You know, we just met, though. That's you true. Know, we did just meet uh, 20 minutes ago. I will yeah. write down yeah. on this review whether he is cynical, <laughs> cynical at the end of the pod. Okay? Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, they uh, ended up in Ohio. They ended up in Ohio. Uh, Do you have any idea what that was winter. like for them, being Indian immigrants in Cleveland, Ohio yeah. in the 80s? Yeah. I mean, it was on it. I mean, it must have been a huge uh, adjustment, obviously, the weather, mm-hmm. the culture, everything. But weirdly enough, there is actually a pretty strong South Asian diaspora in the Midwest. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, like in uh, Ohio... Uh, like Pennsylvania, Connecticut, like just in the general East East Coast area. I mean, more so than here, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more Indian, Pakistani, like Bangladeshi. Why do folks. you think that is? Because I know another I know. famous yeah. Indian person, Aziz Ansari, is from mm-hmm. South Carolina, which always right. seems so random to me. It's so random. Yeah. I well, 
I think firstly because of the higher density of uh, like engineering and like science mm. colleges, mm. Uh, that. But also when you're flying to the U.S., you kind of are first on the East Coast anyway, which is why I feel like I mean historically I feel like that's why most people have ended up in like New York, Jersey, Connecticut. I mean, just to schlep all the way out here to LA is, uh, you know. It's like this added effort, so that's yeah. why I feel like I don't see many Indian people out here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they. Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, I do have a Twitter. I yeah. want you to know that after this episode, yeah. a lot of Indian people are going to respond to you <laughs> and critique you and be like, "We're all out here, actually." I don't know if Where you knew are, that, but I, we're all here. Please show yourself to me because I don't like. I can't. I can't find. I mean, seriously. I mean, I. It's very, very rare that I see mm. other Indian people. I think it's also. It relates to what the the thing that I do, which is music. Yeah, uh, it's rare that you see other Indian people, but that I think that's just how LA is. It's it's just not happens to not be a stronghold for South Asian folks. Yeah, generally. I wanna I wanna get back to that, but I wanna get back to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Cleveland. They yeah. had a lot. They they had a lot of. They actually had a pretty strong community of friends, Indians that they were living around. So it was kind of like this weird uh, diasporic setting basically where they went to work surrounded by americans in the school setting or whatnot yeah. but you would come back home and it's all 100 indian my parents uh, had a very yeah. similar thing in new york right with haitian people where right. like in the world you're around like you know your whites and whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they had this community of haitian people that they were always mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. um so then did you stay in cleveland for long after your birth uh for six years and my okay. my sister is four years younger than me so she stayed for two mm-hmm. uh but then Basically, what happened is, like, after spending so much time around so many other Indian people, ironically enough, it was mostly my mom who had this who had this attitude, but she was like, yeah, this is weird. Like, I, I don't know why I'm just, you know, why are we spending so much time around other Indian people when we could just be in India? So yeah, they just started I want the to real miss, thing. They just started to miss the home country a lot. Mm. And my mom especially really wanted to go back. And my dad was like, yeah, let's just go back. And... I'm grateful because I think I'm really happy that I actually grew up in India and then came here. Why is that? Versus having grown up here and feeling like an outsider or a stranger yeah. in my in India, I feel like I mean there's nothing wrong with it. I mean there's obviously a lot of kids I know who are like that and that's another form of identity. But mm. for me it's I really like and it's important to me that I know the languages, I know the culture. I don't I'm not completely lost when i go back like i i have a firm footing in both places to be honest with you yeah. that's why i've never been back is because oh, really? i'm very afraid to be an outsider amongst mm-hmm. my own people uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think that that's very interesting that you bring up that you have this stronger sense of self mm-hmm. because you grew up in an area where everyone looked like you mm-hmm. um and spoke all these mm-hmm. languages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's really fascinating. I guess mm-hmm. it was probably easier to adapt back into mm-hmm. it because you were mm-hmm. six years old. Yeah. It probably would have been harder if you were like 15 oh, totally. or 16. Totally, totally. I mean, yeah, I was like the American kid for the first year maybe, but mm-hmm. then eventually it's I was just one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then yeah. you are a musician, right? Mm-hmm. We should just get that out of the mm-hmm. way. Uh, w- was that something that was a part of your life in India? Yeah. Uh, the... The, the part of India that I'm from, which is Calcutta, which is West Bengal, mm-hmm. uh, Bengali culture is very musical. Mm. And it's historically is one of those regions in India that's produced a lot of poets, writers, painters, musicians. Uh, yeah, so it's just, it's music and art is very much integrated into your everyday. Not just like your culture, it's literally everyday. So like growing up, I'm I was very accustomed to hearing music in the house that my dad would put on or my mom would play music or when my parents' friends would come over, the usual routine was everyone would come over, everyone would get some food, everyone would get some drinks, and then everyone would start singing. Oh, wow. And like the, It was like this practice of like, let's get around, let's sit around and sing together was... Was it, was it ever competitive? Thing. Was everyone just like, hey, you know, my kids could trash your kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the kids get forced, you know, because yeah. when I was young, I was like, oh, like, oh, like, I don't want to do this and mm-hmm. like this, but like... In retrospect, I mean, that was great because it gave me, from a young age, like singing every yeah. weekend because my parents would make me. And, so how did you end yeah. up back in the States? College. Okay. Uh, that, uh, yeah, so I came to LA in 2012 to start my undergrad at Occidental. And after graduating, since I'm an American citizen, I just, uh, now I just live here. Okay. 
Uh, so Occidental is yeah. famous for, and we talked about this a little bit upstairs. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. Do you did you find it hard to fill in his shoes while you were a student there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely, uh, you know, they make it known to you when you when you enroll that, like, just 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 in case you didn't know Obama went here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's kind of like there's a few selling points that they love to harp on about, which is like one of them is that the other is like the the crazy amount of stuff that's filmed at Oxy, uh, Why because is that? it's a, it's like a really pretty green campus mm. and it's in LA, so it's very accessible. And mm-hmm. I think the as far as filming stuff, it's kind of easier to get permits at Oxy than it would be at like UCLA or it's USC. in like is it in it's on Highland Park. Highland Park, yeah, right? It's, it's technically in Eagle Rock, but it's like right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's like like Jurassic Park, really, like all this other like Arrested Development season four, like when George Michael goes to college, mm-hmm. like that's Occidental. Mm-hmm. Like he's in a dorm at Oxy, uh, so there's like these weird bits of trivia about the school. Uh, but yeah, I mean, considering that Obama was only there for two years, I, I'd say I filled his shoes pretty sufficiently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I stayed for the four years. Yeah, so, let's yeah. talk about. You know, you're uh, an Indian American kid coming into this school for the very first time. What was that like for you? Uh, it was it was pretty weird. I mean, it was a very out of body experience. Well, namely because so when I first came to college, I unfortunately like the week before, like because I was leaving India, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like eat street food all week because I'm gonna miss this shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going around eating God knows what. Like I've, it's like I've grown up eating this stuff, but I'm like eating like all kinds of street food. And then the day before I leave, I found out I have jaundice. What which is, is jaundice? Like, it's like hepatitis A, so it's like a oh liver, it's like a liver problem. So you're just like you get all like the, you're just really like sickly. It's like DJ uh, DJ Dan looked at you <laughs> with complete sorrow in his eyes it's good you should have sorrow because it's it's horrible it's a horrible <laughs> condition to be in especially when you're a freshman mm-hmm. at college which is crazy because i arrived and i'm sickly as hell and because i have this illness i can't drink oh wow so well you shouldn't have been drinking anyways you're completely <laughs> underage yeah sorry uh <laughs> so i'm going so i mean i i arrive and it's really overwhelming and mm. there's no other indian people there not that I was like actively looking, like reaching out, but still, to such, but it's still, overwhelming yeah. to like you know be from a place where oh, everyone completely. looks like you, and then to go to what I imagine a very white school, very very white, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I went to parties and I'm sober at these parties, and it's like my first exposure to American party culture, which is like, I mean, how you is know, it different than in what is what is Indian party? culture? I mean, it, it's Walk non me it's non-existent. It. Really, it's, it's non-existent. Not... Well, the thing is, so I went to a boarding school. And boarding schools are a little different because you, yeah. you know, you I have to boarding school. I yeah, you have fun like. at boarding school, obviously. And I had, but I went it's a to, different kind. It's like a hidden fun. It's a hidden fun, exactly. Because you, you're like, I was in a, I was in like a rural boarding school, so there's like nothing else to do. It's like you and 150 other kids. So mm-hmm. It's like, of course, you're gonna have fun. You know, you're like smuggling alcohol and whatnot. But at college, it's so many more people in like a big ass house, and the music's really loud, and it's. Like you, just, it's so you have to put in so much more effort to try and well, like actually make a connection. Here comes with that someone. cynicism. Here yeah, it comes. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I was, you know, I and, had to and talk to people. The music was so loud. I kept having to repeat my name over and over oh, again. Yeah. No, I was like full granddad mode when I when I arrived. full <laughs> granddad mode. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So eventually, initially, I was really put off by it. Like mm. I was just like kind of like really homesick, just like. Yeah, I don't know if like the American college life is for me, but then you know, as it is with everyone, within a year, I've found some people who I have friends with, and then yeah, eventually it it you know you you fit in somehow and you find your people. So, uh, yeah. If there's anyone who's listening to our podcast who is for some reason on their way to college, uh, first of all, <laughs> you're very young. You have so many more cool things you could be doing rather than listening to a podcast. <laughs> uh, and secondly, I'd say uh, I I agree with you that. Yeah. That first year is like you're kind of like a pinball yeah. where you're just bouncing mm-hmm. around all these things. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like the friend group that I had my very first day in college. I don't talk to any of them yeah. still, except for Alejandro, yeah. who was like right. I met him my first day. But he still I didn't right, even right, hang right. out with him that much. Like, right. There was these guys that I have all these pictures with from my very first day of college. I'm like, I can't even name yeah. most of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I agree with you that that very first day, that mm-hmm. very first year is just like bouncing around until you find that group that you yeah. stick with. For years. Yeah. But then, like, what I also, I mean, what I liked was that there was the possibilities of doing anything were pretty mm. open and endless, which I really, which I liked eventually. So, you know, despite all of that, I, you know, I still had 
a fine time transitioning. And the other thing I, which was annoying to deal with was, of course, the cultural difference. Just like... In which ways, in which ways did that show itself? Well, I mean, you get some really, some really irritating and border, well, not even borderline, just racist questions. Mm. Uh, I mean, just the, 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 the beginning, the battery is like, oh, how do you how do you know English? That's the first thing you have to it's respond a, it's to. It's one of the official languages of India. Yeah, I well, and say. it's also got a colonial history, so mm-hmm. it's just like just you know just read or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> just like I don't know why. Are you it's telling surprising. a lot of people to read? I just don't know why it's surprising to you that in 2012 that most people don't speak English. If if I'm applying to college, like of course I'm speaking. Like what do yeah. you think? You know? Yeah. Uh, so like explaining that, or well, it was that, or oh, you speak really good English which, which I got okay. which I got from not just students but also professors uh which was very uh unnerving in the beginning because yeah. I was like okay even the professors are like really kind of ignorant yeah uh so yeah like fielding those questions was a little like irritating I mean and then there's obviously like for a lot of people who haven't met anyone from India like there's that element of exoticism or that element where like you somehow know everything about the country or you somehow can mm. explain to you like give me a five minute like soundbite about like why it is like why is this this way or like can you explain to me why like this is that like you know just huge can of worms type cultural questions i'm yeah. just like dude like i'm not like i'm not your i'm not a, a an ambassador yeah. to the to this <laughs> shit right now i imagine that that was very difficult and i'm very sorry that you had to deal with that (laughs) my next question was what is non and why do you guys eat it so much uh so i want to make an assumption about you. it's overrated actually is it it's pretty listen i love it's good i love indian buffets to a very problematic point uh i'll admit that i love very like if an Indian buffet has an A on the door, I won't go inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, if it has yeah, a B yeah. or if it has a C, <laughs> you know, I'm it's there going, every it's day. It's going down. It's going it's down. Go, it's going down. They don't heat the food up ever. No, uh, it's the same food that was there at 11 a.m. Well, I think a. the good places get a B because the like the like the aunties and like the people making yes. it in the back aren't using gloves. Yes, but I'm like, that's that's fine. Like, that's how it that's is. That's okay. Like it's, your mom's it's not okay. using gloves in She's the kitchen. She's not using gloves either. Exactly. It's all good. Thank you. Uh, have like, you ever been to India restaurant on Fountain? Uh, wait, I actually have. Wait, no, no, no. I've been to uh, the one, the branch that they have by the El Rey on whatever. Like, yeah. On, like opposite the El Rey. Opposite the El Rey. Let That's not on Fountain, but it's the same exact Okay, restaurant. it's the same, yeah, same people? Same, yeah. I like they're good. They're they good have people. a champagne brunch on oh, Saturday yeah, and Sundays. Yeah. I'm always so surprised when Indian places do that because that's like the worst alcohol food pairing. <laughs> it's like really like heavy saucy food with like really with, bubbly, with bubbly champagne. It just, it just, I don't know why. And it's all you can drink. Like yeah. it's bottomless champagne. Oh, it's just you're kind of setting yourself up for yeah. something really bad later. That's so. Like. I want to make an assumption about you, if that's okay. Go um, ahead. I think that you're a quiet person. Is that true? Yeah, I'm a, I'm quiet until something comes up where I'm very passionate about, in mm. which case I I get very loud about it. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. reflected in your music at all? No, my music tends to be uh it's pretty it's pretty quiet. It's pretty like sad boy quiet. Listen. Type, type you're stuff. speaking yeah. my language. <laughs> uh uh I asked you what you wanted to go by and you said singer or songwriter yeah. and I Yeah. <laughs> can I be honest with you? I think that term is stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> no, you can you yeah. can disagree with me. No, it's but there's a there's a uh, I was listening to Saint Vincent on NPR yesterday. Sure. Uh, my girlfriend is obsessed with NPR, and uh, Saint Vincent was like, "Is she white?" Uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. She's half white. Okay. Uh, she's half just, just half white. But okay, just I mean, we know what side it is. I want no. to listen to NPR. No, it's okay. Um, so she was uh, and Saint Vincent was talking about um. <laughs> how this song and she's like uh, the guy was just like so how did you come up with the lyrics to New York and she's yeah, like yeah. I didn't come up with them they were given to me uh, I just remember one day sitting at the piano and it just came to me and it was a gift oh, come and on. that attitude is uh. what I think about and I get it St. Vincent very talented I'm sure yeah. I can already no, she's great. I she's can great. already guess that people yeah. are going to come at me on Twitter about this but <laughs> I, I that's that attitude that I associate with singer-songwriters. Yeah. Also, conversely, all of my favorite musicians are singer-songwriters. I mean, yeah. Justin Vernon. Right, right, right. Uh, Moses Sumney, James Blake. Right. Uh, but there is that, like, kind of, like, ooh. There's an air of pretension about it. Because there is, like, because I think it's because singer-songwriters, tech, 
like the way it is now mm-hmm. you take on a lot for one person because you're writing the music and you're writing the words mm. so i think because of that there's a temptation to kind of like keep yourself a little enigmatic or like, yeah yeah i don't really know man like you know i don't i'm not really sure and like granted, you don't want to give away the recipe you don't want to give away the recipe but it's also i think it's also because each singer songwriter has their own way of doing things which is also what i find interesting which is why it's such a limiting term because it's it's just you know you don't you don't know like what saint like saint vincent maybe she was just sitting there and like maybe it just came into yeah. it's like who knows you know but we'll never know and i think that's that you know it's keeps it interesting and like you know now as I, as that level of mystique i don't want to like, break the rules to the yeah. singer songwriters yeah. alliance <laughs> but can you go into a little bit of your own writing process sure it's it's all informed by my own experiences mm-hmm. uh i you know i'm not into like game of thrones and shit like mm-hmm. i'm not into like fantasy okay uh it's like everyone's like oh you got to watch game of thrones i was like no i just what what I do you watch i i like watching very very realistic things mm. uh so like you like reality tv okay uh, well if yeah. you like realistic things yeah. you pick the worst <laughs> thing to watch uh no, reality tv is no, very I, no i like i do you like togetherness have you ever heard of the show togetherness no, on no, hbo no, it that? truly is a slow family drama okay. of like two brothers who like aren't happy with their lives okay Mark Duplass. Okay, got it. Uh, no, I you know I like I like corny detective thrillers. I like comedies. I just I don't like fantasy. I've okay. never I've just never been a big. I've never read comic no books. No wizard stuff. Superheroes, no wizards. Stuff. Just yeah. I mean Harry Potter's like I mean yeah sure it's great but like I'm I but I'm not gonna go out of my way. To okay, I want to guess yeah. some of your musical influences and sure. you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, Towns Van Sant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I like Tom's friends. Okay. Yeah, good fun. Um, all right, I got that sorry, one. Sorry, we don't just swear on this? Yeah, okay, 100%. Okay, okay sorry. Uh, I think yeah. that's why uh, uh, Dan has been so confused. He's like, why are they being so <laughs> polite with each other? Someone say something bad. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, uh, Elliot Smith. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Have you uh, done re- did, wait, you haven't listened to anything of mine. I've never listened this. to a thing of yours You're before literally this. just... I'm just judging based off. Of, I'm not right bullshitting you. I've okay. never listened to any of your music. That's great. I'm no, I love that. I'm, list, I'm just looking at your guitar okay. and hearing your voice. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So we got ten percent. I really want to guess one, and I don't want to. I don't want to get. Uh, I don't know his name, but the guy who's searching for Sugar Man is based off of. Oh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, I love Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you have something going. You should quit the. You should quit podcasts and be like a. I don't know. Like a fortune teller. Yeah, fortune teller. Exactly. <laughs> no, those are just like very t- like I don't know like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm kind of using uh, Alejandro's like my boy. Like okay, we've been yeah, friends yeah. for almost ten for sure. years, and yeah. like he. Yeah, he's great. He yeah. was just like you got to have this guy on, and I was just like, yeah. all right, all right, and I know Alejandro's taste in music. Yeah. Uh, Here's how I'll simply explain yeah. Alejandro's taste in music. He didn't like Kendrick Lamar until everyone else stopped liking Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. Does that make sense? Like yeah, that when makes Good sense Kid for Mad him. City came out, I was like, yo, you gotta check this out. And when To Pimp a Butterfly came out, I was like, yo, you gotta check this out. And then everyone else moved on to a new rapper, and then Alejandro's like, yo, have you, you heard this Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar? Lamar? I'm like, come on, nigga. We've. <laughs> Like and now like that's how Alejandro is. If everyone likes uh, something, he hates it. So yeah, and he's always sending me these three artists and like those kind. Of, he loves very obscure stuff. Okay, he makes me look mainstream, um, <laughs> which is hard. Um, I want to hear one of your songs. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. I want to hear one of your songs, but we'll do that after the break. about There were paintings peeling And only artificial light A breathing mountain and a top Discount dreamers talking shop Surrounded by that sinking feeling The feeling of not saying 
stay a little longer. Stay a little longer in this barren hand me down house that you uncovered, blaming yourself. Step of the way. You're a number in the crowd, throwing flowers at the sacred mound. Echo all the teachings you're losing sleep. How the present is defined by the past. The beast has fallen, blood has spilled. This hopeless prayer tastes like sleeping pills. A different coast has other stories for me to latch on to, so I held tightly, held tightly, held tightly, and I stayed a little. Stayed a little longer in this barren hand-me-down house that you uncovered, blaming yourself every step of the way. Thank you. Now, what's the title of that track? It's called Hand Me Down House. Wow. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the story behind it, like uh, the lyrics and all of that? Yeah, I wrote this actually three days ago. Oh, wow. Uh, it's brand new track, fresh off the, fresh off, hot off the press. Uh, uh, this song is actually, there's a lot of words about uh, a festival that Bengalis celebrate that's mm-hmm. during the time that I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I missed it because I'm here mm. and i have missed it for the last six years because i live in the u.s mm. so it's kind of about like the things we used to do uh like as part of the festival which is like this 10 day long like it's basically our christmas mm-hmm. um yeah so it's just like about the about the rituals like behind it but like how i'm here and i feel disconnected from it geographically mm. um and the rest of it is just kind of uh just whatever. Uh, I hate being a St. Vincent, but a lot of it is, uh, uh, it is very stream of consciousness. And I preconceived not, yeah. your uh, yeah. pretensions. <laughs> I'm not like thinking too much about what I'm like saying. It's yeah. very like whatever sounds good to me in the moment. I just put it on paper. But your I lyrics it, do yeah. evoke imagery, right? I mean, yeah. there's a line in there that said, uh, discount dreamers, dreamers. talking yeah. shop. Yeah. That's almost an insult. Yeah. That's about LA. Yeah, no, yeah. I know what it's yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand what like, you're saying, like you're here in this place where mm-hmm. art is supposed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at home, there's this real vibrant thing that you can't be a part of. Sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I think it's also, I mean, it goes back to what we had, we were mentioning before, but there's the whole thing about being brown, being Indian in the college uh, mm. space, obviously. But then coming to college as a musician, I wanted to, one thing I was also very much looking forward to was like, okay, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna get to see shows, like yeah. bands I listen to, and like get to be in like a music scene. Mm. Uh, and I did that, and I am, I play in, uh, I play in a band now, and uh, but that's another whole thing because when you're a musician and you're in indie music, I mean, it's it's even less diverse. Uh, yeah, that's something that, you know. So yeah, that's something that I kind of wanted to touch yeah. on, right? I mean, yeah. three out of uh, two out of the three artists I talked about mm-hmm. are. White men, white, and yeah. when you think of singer songwriter, I think you think of a sad white mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. and at times woman with a guitar, mm-hmm. uh, and you definitely don't think about people of color, and you definitely don't think about Indian people. Yeah, so, what is it sure. like being maybe the only Indian person 
uh, taking up that space. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's kind of. It's a very like out of body experience, you know, because like, I feel like when you're like this and you are surrounded, like all my bandmates are white, uh, and like we play with other bands and they're mostly white dudes. Mm-hmm. You kind of like because of how you involuntarily assimilate, you kind of forget what what you look like and you kind of forget mm. who you are so it's like for me like sometimes i have to like i kind of catch myself thinking like wait hold on a second like this is this is weird like i'm like the only brown person here like mm. i'm the only indian person like in in indie music i mean there was we were on tour and we were playing a show in phoenix and one of the bands we were playing with like two of the guys in the band were indian and i just like i had to go up to them and say something i had to say something yeah i was like you might be the first and only Indian guys I've met in indie music. He was like, oh, like, same. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but it, and it's not, for me, it's not, like, I don't see, like, what I do as, like, I am trying to say something about my identity necessarily because mm. I don't see, like, I'm not, inti- like, I'm not trying to make it, like, my, my work is not representative of, like, oh, I'm trying to get out there and, like, increase representation. It's more just that, it is kind of strange when you don't see a lot of people who look like you. Do you and ever then, feel yeah. pressure to put on totally. for the identity? Totally. Yeah, I totally. I mean, in the sense that you are, like I said, and I'm, are the representative of it. So mm-hmm. you meet a lot of people. I mean, just the other week, like we were at some show and like some guy says, you know, it was like, oh, where are you from? And they're like, oh, I'm from India. And then I give, have to give the whole spiel. And it's like, you know, fielding more questions about mm. like where you are and where you're from. And it's like that part of it gets exhausting because I don't see myself as, oh yeah, like, like I don't need my byline to be like the Indian singer songwriter, like the Indian, like, you know, yeah, like I've I'm heard just, Moses Sumney yeah. kind of talk about that. And I'm yeah, going to totally. refer to him a lot. No, uh, yeah, he's great. I'm uh, a huge but, uh, fan, huge fan. Of but him. he talks about yeah. that a lot about how yeah. his music keeps being put as R and B music mm-hmm. and how infuriating that is for him because it's Completely. like, no, I'm in yeah. this other zone mm-hmm. of experimental music, but mm-hmm. you keep putting me here because mm-hmm. Like you said, it's part of my byline. I'm a black singer, therefore yeah. I must be R&B. Totally, totally. And that, and right now the way it is in music is that that identity politics component of being an artist is very in trend right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that festivals and labels are actively trying to mm. do. They're trying to sign more artists of color and yeah. put more artists of color into the festival, which is a double-edged sword because... You don't mind being yeah. signed. Yeah. Like, I mean, who of course. Would, like, you would love it. Please sign me. Yeah, yeah. but like, also you don't want to be someone's token person. Yeah, right. I have exactly. some advice for you. Okay. Uh, draw up some cartoons <laughs> okay. and have them be in all the music videos and stuff like that. And no one will... I mean, no one knows... Yeah. What the yeah. lead singer of the Gorillas looks like? Right, I do. It's the lead singer of Blur. But yeah, right. Yeah, I was gonna say. No one else knows. No one else. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Dan. I wasn't supposed <laughs> My, to say. I think you just. It's like telling like Santa doesn't exist. Yeah. It's like just learn. Like, <laughs> you know, we still don't know yeah. what the Daft Punk guys look like. Some guy got mad at me the other day because I said uh, that. There are people out there who thought that Justice were the guys in the Daft Punk helmets, and he's like, "Who? <laughs> who thought that? Who thought? Who? Who's saying that?" You take that? that back right now. And I was like, yeah. "Dude, it was just some yeah. shit I heard in <laughs> high school when that shit came out. Like, what do you want from me?" Um, oh my god. So, do you have any songs that are specifically about India or your time there or anything like that? And how does yeah. that feel when performing it to a mostly white audience? Are you just like, "Y'all niggas don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all not on this level yeah. at all." Exactly. Uh, no, I mean, I think most of my songs, like, they're they're very much about, like, a time and a place. Mm. And, like, feeling, like, th- a lot of it is about, like, feeling kind of detached or feeling isolated or, you know, stuff like that. But it's not, like, I'm not, I'm never sitting down and writing a song like, okay, this is going to be about India. Or, like, this is yeah. going to be about the U.S. But yeah. I do make sense of my life by w- the places that I'm in. So, like... Mm singing about Los Angeles or like something about the city will yeah. will feature in one of the songs or something about being back home will feature in the songs. Man, you're um, leaning into the singer-songwriting thing yeah, so hard, exactly. huh? Songs yeah. about places you've been? Okay, Boney okay. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, a, had a huge phase of Boney Bear. Hey, me too. I mean, I'm still in it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll never leave it. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. How cool is it to like be like, I'm very, I just got dumped and then I got sick so my dad sent me to a cabin and then I left that cabin with an album of great music. Of hits. Just yeah. complete hits. Yeah. Um, 
It just makes me think it's like maybe isolation is really the only way to like make really good shit. Oh, listen, but like, you're but I don't speaking know my language yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, I've been looking at flights to Montana on my phone <laughs> a lot lately. I'm, I wish I was joking, but I've really been like, yeah. maybe I should just stop like yeah. being a podcaster or trying to be a TV writer. That's where that's where Kanye made the album. Books in Montana. He did make Yay in but Montana. Is, I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. It's I think it's bad. Oh, it's, it's not bad. a hot take. It's not a hot take, right? It's, it's not a hot take. We I mean, there's a couple bad. of good songs. I think Ghost Town yeah, is Ghost a Sounds beautiful fine. song. Ghost Town's fine. Uh, uh, I, But I don't know if the isolationism did well for him. No, yeah, well, because it wasn't real isolationism. Yeah, like, I yeah. think that there was, like, uh, uh, people around him yeah. who were, like, you know, it's like if, yeah. I, if it's like if I left and I was like, I'm only going to take the people who really fuck with yeah. my shit with me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those people aren't going to help me create good stuff. And because, they're just gassing you up the whole yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Versus, yeah. like, if I truly went by myself. Yeah. And the only judge of it is myself. Yeah. Like, I think that it would... It right. would you know, exactly. I'd write the next great American novel. I'm that confident yeah, in myself. Yeah, yeah. Are you that confident you in me? Big, you talk a big game, yeah. I no, mean, I, I can't write at all. Next great American album? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess I could, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, you got to yeah, start working on it. Start working on it. So you said you're in a yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, So is this band kind of a similar style of music, or uh, is it a metal the, band? It's not a metal band. Okay. Uh, it is. Good. It's not. No, it's not really similar. I, mean, I would have some questions yeah. about your brand if it was a metal <laughs> band. I would say, listen, my guy, you're uh, spreading yourself real thin. Metal is actually huge in India. <laughs> really? It's huge in India. So it's 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 because there's so many uh, like frustrated, uh, really like really frustrated dudes mm. who go to like engineering college, but yeah. like their parents have told them their whole life what to do yeah. so they use metal as an outlet yeah so metal and they're like fuck you i won't do what you no, tell no, no, me no no exactly like literally mm-hmm. like like metal festivals like like megadeth and uh opeth and all those megadeth. bands like, they all they all tour to india because they know what a huge fan base they have. there was a kid in my high school class i don't yeah. want to say his name on the air but okay. he was obsessed with megadeth and would draw okay. pentagrams on things oh that's weird. uh but weird. uh did he have a lot of friends no kind of he didn't yeah. and then he yeah. would always be like hey edgar <laughs> Peace isn't for sale. And I'd be like, man, dude, you need to stop talking to me in math class. <laughs> the name of one of Megadeth's uh, very popular albums. Right. Oh uh, but uh, yeah, he had problems. Yeah. Not a metal band. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more, I guess it's, I guess, I, like you hate singer-songwriter, the other term I hate is indie rock. Yeah. I hate saying indie rock. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are an indie rock band. But we're band. an indie rock band. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Let me see. Can I guess three bands? Can you bands? guess three bands? Oh, I don't know. Okay, hold on. This is, is going to be tougher. This is tougher. I need you to name me three instruments that are played in this band. Guitar, bass, and drums. Well, I just fucked yeah. myself yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are there any electronic elements in this band at all? Yeah, we play keyboards. Yeah, like but, I, I, but I switch between they, guitar and keys. Are they synthy? Yeah, it's like, no, no, it's like like pads and organs, like more like vibed out mm, type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah. This is going to be a wild swing, and I'm okay. already going to be wrong. Okay. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero. No, Zeros. no. That's horrible. <laughs> come on. They're not horrible. You mean, think I give off the Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zero? No, because you didn't come in here in a uh, in a cloth. In a cloth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't and come I'm, in here with long hair and say, like appropriating I'm Jesus my own Christ. Culture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, that is true. They yeah. do really appropriate like holy uh, and holy HOLI yeah. culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen them live many times, and uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad that that trend I feel like has sort of died. That like kind of like folk like whoa, but yeah. you know like the like let's clap our hands and like stomp our feet. Yeah, like, folk type well, well, stuff. What's like, so interesting about Alexander Ebert is that he was in a band before that. Yeah, uh, and his that shit was is completely different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was good. it? Oh, this called like uh, I think he just went as something, Alexander. Something robot. Oh no, yeah, he yeah. also has his yeah. solo music as Alexander, which I really yeah. like. Yeah. But he had a band before then mm-hmm. that like they do the theme song to uh, I want to say suits no not suits white collar okay uh why do i know that fact i don't know but <laughs> that band sounds so different and it's yeah. like someone told them hey dude have you heard of arcade fire yeah, yeah they're like killing it right now yeah uh you should like switch up your style and kind of because like as popular as that first <laughs> album is it is very problematic mm-hmm. it's what I'm a, I'm a robot and it's all one word correct there you yeah. go yeah um uh, it's weird to see like a band or an artist take such a uh, calculated turn. Yeah, I mean, he was going for that like big family, like mamas and papas type 
situation. And they didn't like each other. And I don't know if you like, ever heard well, of Well, Mamas and Papas were fucked up for other reasons, too. Oh, but Edward I mean, Sharp yeah. and Magnetic Zeros. Oh, they didn't like each other? Well, they yeah, kicked... Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know yeah. if I'm spilling shit that I shouldn't be spilling, but there was a point where they kicked Jade out of the band for, like, oh. you know... Because she would like... Drama. Know, yeah, but... Damn. So your band isn't like that at all. We're, we do not sound like that at all. Okay, That's, hmm. you're you're off. You're all right, now off. give me two more guesses. All right, okay. I had three guesses. Okay, mm-hmm. let me really think about this. Death Cab for Cutie. Closer, but still, still really not far. There. Still really closer, still, but still really closer, far. but still far. So I took one step forward. You took, but a, I have miles to yeah, go. Yeah, you still have ways to go. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, like our drummer, like our drummer's really into them, but it doesn't really figure into the songwriting. As What's much. what album? I love the album Plans I a lot. S- I I don't know anything okay. about them. Well, you not, should listen to some of their music. Ca- not a Death Cab kind uh, of guy. I honestly. think you're wrong. Uh, I think you'd really like the song <laughs> "Ice Is Getting Thinner." I think okay. if you heard that I'll song, you would say, "I'll peep the song." Okay, I really like this. Okay, because uh, okay. <laughs> I understand that their newer stuff, yeah. very electronic, yeah. very. Uh, I mean, you know, he had that side project. Mm-hmm. What's the name of his side Postal project? Yeah, yeah, where like yeah. he started, he was just like, "Oh, synths are very yeah. cool." <laughs> I love uh, keyboards, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like you know, I think yeah. if you dig into some of the other stuff, you'll really yeah. like it. Okay, yeah. hmm. There's a band, I need to look at my, uh, I have a playlist called The Wallow Playlist. Uh, It's my depressing music playlist. (laughs) And there's a band on there that I never can remember their name, but I feel like this band might be spot on. So if you give me a second so I can look and find their name. I'm I'm so, I'm so ready for your guess. Daughter. No. Oh, man. I really thought I was going to have you a daughter. So you need to move away from the folk emo stuff. Yeah, that's what Uh, I'm really sticking in. I'm really sticking in the folk emo stuff. All right, well, hit me then. Hit me with three that you guys are like. It's more, I guess it's just more contemporary than Mm. that. I mean, like, I mean, people people bring up, like, pavement, Mac DeMarco, real estate. Like that kind Dang. of stuff. I was so, completely in the wrong like, zone. Just, I was completely in the wrong zone. Of music. Rock. I mean, I don't like necessarily comparing everything to like the three most popular bands. I mean, comparisons are hard. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't. I don't really. I mean, we all listen. You to think all Pavement kinds of is stuff. one of the most popular bands? Uh, I mean, in the circles that we that play you are in, in, they're yes. like everyone's like, yeah. "Oh my god, dude, Pavement!" Because uh, I promise you, the black yeah. people listening to this episode are just <laughs> like, like what? "What is he talking about?" Oh, I don't know what the what the hell Pavement was before I started playing in a band. Obviously, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, everyone's like worships them. Okay, for sure. But yeah, but it's it's just more. I guess it's just kind of like breezy, more contemporary guitar okay. based rock. Okay. Yeah. You guys will. So the I think the uh, the high point of your guys' career would yeah. be a Apple commercial. Yes, mm-hmm. I would. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> you guys are working on an Apple commercial yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, we're working on the next iPhone. No, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we our our first album got uh, licensed, which means mm-hmm. we can get syncs. Oh, nice! So we have gotten on a few ads, which are uh, and like TV shows, which are really funny. Yeah, the funniest ad that we're on is a, like a Ralph Lauren ad. Oh wow! But it's like a it's like a like a Facebook ad. Uh, uh, so, so it's, it's not, so it's not like TV. you don't see it on TV, so we don't make that much money from it. So my friend yeah. is in this band. Uh, due to my girlfriend Anna, yeah. uh, uh, because all of her friends are in music for some reason, mm-hmm. I've really gotten to see the music scene, which is very interesting mm-hmm. as like a mm-hmm. comedian yeah. seeing what that scene is like. Sure. And my friend uh, just had us the same thing happened to it, where he's like able to have his music license, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a premiere party because okay. his music was supposed to be on Shameless. Oh, and he invited big. all these people over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his band is called the Yatones. Okay, uh, I shouldn't be shitting on, him, but it's funny. It's a very funny story. This okay. is the first time I've ever met him, ever heard his music, okay. and, I, and he's a very good friend of mine now. But like at the time, I was just like, "Ah, oh, this dude's throwing a fucking party. Let's yeah. go see what this is." Sure. And we go, and his music is in the episode, but okay. it's on a radio in the episode oh. that someone is listening to while they're having an argument over it. So Damn. you that's can't, super meta. You yeah. can't really yeah. hear it at all because it's. <laughs> <laughs> they did like them dirty. A, they did yeah, them they dirty. did them very, very <laughs> dirty. Yeah, that's not, um, that's not chill at all. It's not chill at all. Yeah. So like, he imagine bringing all these people over and being like, "Oh man, come come hear my song <laughs> in this show," but it's literally playing on the radio in oh the background. Oh my god. Yeah, we one of our songs was recently on a well, earlier this year it was on this NBC show called The Blacklist. The Black. The Blacklist is a very popular. Okay. Uh, it's so a it was James a, Spader, I right? Believe. James Spader. It yeah. was in a sex scene. Uh, which is which is which is dope. It's dope. Yeah. Uh, Are you sure? So it's not. A, it was so. It's not a full sex scene. Like it's yeah. like it's like everything up to the sex, and then something happens, and they like start giggling, and then they just don't have sex. Yeah. So it's like our music is like 
it's like I feel like that's what it symbolizes now. Yeah, it's like the build up and then not no, having it, not having it. All right. Uh, so if anyone's ever like, <laughs> I'm about to have sex, but maybe I but won't. Maybe not. Hit up the song. What's the name of your band? Small Forward. Small. Wow. Small Forward. Okay. Very yeah. hip name. Yeah. Thank you. Are you guys on a label? Uh, we put out our first album just by ourselves. The second. Our our EP last year came out on a small label from the Twin Cities, okay. uh, Minneapolis, called Forged Artifacts. Okay. Uh, but I mean, they're just they're they're really cool guys. Shout shout out to them if they would ever even listen to this. But uh, they yeah they're, uh, they're, they're listening to this. Yeah, trust me. They're small. They're <laughs> small. Uh, small indie label based out of there, and they're really nice guys that run it. So they just they helped us with distribution and stuff. But mostly we're we're all independent. Okay, I like that. Small label. I like that. I like that. I want to yeah. hear more of your music. Though. Okay, sure. And we'll do that yeah. when we come back from the break. Around. 
So what's the name of that track? It's called Dying Star. All right. Uh, what kind of inspired that one? Um, that one's... I don't know. It just comes to me, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saint Vincent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, it's... I get, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what it's about. I think it's about uh like expectations. Mm. Uh I was that's what I was thinking about at least like what people expect of you. What uh, do you feel like people expect from you? And how, uh, are you giving it to them? I think it's it's not it's 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 not really people. It's like what the world expects from you. What does like, the world expect from you? I think, you know, as w- there's this increased pressure like if you're in your 20s like you have to like really like like be out, out there and like yeah. be on the grind and like or you're meeting people and you're mm. like making shit happen and then just sometimes you just wish everything went a little bit slower mm. um and uh like stars take really long to die so mm. i was like that's what i was like thinking about it's like how something can take so long and like generations of people will be alive and dead before that and i like have crazy uh yeah. and i mean this in complete sincerity yeah I have never had a guest on who has spoken my language more. Oh, yeah. Uh, I truly understand what you mean by that. Thank you. I appreciate that. uh, Of like, yeah, like there's this feels like there's this all this pressure to like, you know, get Mm -hmm. things done out, especially uh, um, I think the worst part of a career is probably this middle spot that Mm -hmm. you and I are in right now, which is like we're not big. By mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, as long as you are, I don't know you. I'm very not. Well. I'm not. Uh, I'm uh, huge in India. Uh, I'm feeling. We're not ideas. just yeah. starting Egypt yeah. either, right? Right, right, right. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, there's like this like middle where you're just like, well, what do I do to get to that mm-hmm. top spot? But mm-hmm. then also, I can't relax and enjoy myself like, mm-hmm. that, like I could at that bottom spot. Yeah, and when you are relaxing, it's like the the anxiety is like right there. You should you be know, doing. You should be doing right. something. You yeah, should you be should doing be doing something. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, why are you having fun? It's yeah. And I hate that, and uh, and it's that's kind of what that is about. And I mean, when in this line of whatever you know shit that we do, it's like the answer is never simple. And there's and things can change in a day depending on if the right person met you or the right yeah. person shook your hand or the right person heard your song, you know. And like, there's always gonna be that element of like uncertainty and like just I don't know what's gonna happen. The mm. best I can do is just try my best and hopefully things work out you know but yeah i, I do have uh, yeah. two big questions that i want to ask you to take us home mm-hmm. the first question is i recognize a lot of melancholy in your yes. songs uh, yeah. which i mean we've kind of discussed mm-hmm. um how did that work out culturally is like being mm-hmm. sad is being depressed <laughs> something that was very dis- like openly discussed in your culture uh yeah so i think one uh, one interesting thing about a lot of Bengalis is that, but like I said before, like the music is such a big part of our culture. Mm. So a lot of a lot of Bengalis, like my dad, it's like you know he's worked his whole life in like uh, you know software and advertising and whatnot. Or like mm. my friends were like in engineering school, literally right now, like working for Amazon. But you always have you're like a you're a closet artist, or like you're you're in secret. You're like writing poetry, or you're like making music, and like mm. there's always like that. Like, there's always that aspect to it. And, yeah, like, that that sort of narrative of, like, being, like, the, like the, the pained artist. It's, like, very stereotypical of, like, where I'm from. It's, mm. like, like the, like, the troubled, like, uh, you know, like, the Painter world doesn't understand me. Yeah. Like, that, that narrative is very big, especially in Bengali, like, literature and poetry. Like, it's very much, like, a, it's a common thread, like, as opposed to other parts of You think it India. comes from the repression? Um, yeah, I mean... I, it's interesting you say that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe like colonialism and all of that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I mean, I think it goes much beyond that as well. Like because, like because there's so many authors and stuff like from where I'm from. Like there's there's always been this element of like questioning the world around you mm-hmm. and like never being completely satisfied and like always you know looking for the next thing or like like you know just actively like critically examining your yourself and the people around you like that's always been a big part of big part of who i am and yeah, where i'm from 100%. for sure yeah what do you want people to walk away from listening to your music like i mean walk away thinking i should mm-hmm. say like what is some of the ideas that you want them to kind of be focused on or reflecting mm-hmm. on when listening to your mm-hmm. music um i mean i think relatability is a big thing for mm. me because uh, i i'm also talking I'm, I'm also like talking a lot about vicarious experiences and seeing myself and other people uh that's that's really that's a big thing for me so 
if someone listens to it and they f- can find a way to fit their own experiences into what I'm saying, I mean, that's that's why I like to keep things very, like, I don't make a lot of, like, very concrete references. Like, oh, like, I was walking down the street one day and this happened. Or, like, mm. I was in here this day and this happened. Like, I don't, because I like it being totally, it is about a place, but it's also completely removed. It's from a bit it. abstract so yeah. that anyone can exactly. inject their own totally. experiences into totally. it. Totally. Uh, but then again, like I am singing about concrete things that are happening. Like this last song I did, like there's a reference to like cop cars, which is I hear a lot where I'm where I live in LA. So like that's something that's just on my mind when I'm writing it. So yeah, I mean just relating it to your own life's experiences, but also like the way I do like albums. Uh, like I I go at it very conceptually mm. a, a, a lot of the time. Like the first al- the my f- debut album was called Bengali Cowboy and it was about like being Bengali and like the concept of like cowboys and like western cult and western wild west culture is like super interesting to me because mm. it's all about like you know you're away from home and you're like yeah. you're on the prairie but it's like I'm looking forward to being home and all that but obviously there's no indian cowboys there's no bengali but cowboys but you yourself out there. are this kind of yeah. lone star yeah. you know roaming around and exactly. you know you're out, mm-hmm. you're on this adventure here in hopes to bring back some of that to your home right exactly so i'm like i'm i'm imagining this like it's it's an it's an imagination thing it's it's a concept like it's like oh like if there was an like a bengali cowboy like that's what i would be so that's like when my first album was very much it was influenced by like Tanz Van Zandt type stuff mm-hmm. like what, like singer songwriter western like country music not really country music but like older but roots folk, music yeah folk and roots music mm-hmm. but this new like a newer album that i'm working on now uh which uh one of these songs is going to be on uh is more about uh it's 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 called the 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 album coming out next year it's early next year called waiting on the come down it's more about uh anxiety and drugs and alcohol and stuff like that so that it's more about like feelings of being overwhelmed or like feelings of anxiety or like you know it's it's a little darker so but like I'm going into it very much like I know all the songs are going to be about this and if something I've written doesn't fit then it's not going to be on it you know mm. and then maybe the next one will be super angry and super pissed off it'll be metal yeah exactly uh being yeah so yeah it's I you know I just I just hope that people listen and then they they can see a bit of themselves in it well, I'll say this. If anyone yeah. listened to you on this podcast mm-hmm. and doesn't go check out your stuff, they're full. Because I think that you're very talented. <laughs> I also you. think that you're very intelligent. And Thank I think you. that your music is very necessary. Thank you. I think it's very important to have music like this coming from a person like you, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So where can people find some of that stuff? Uh, so my album is on Spotify under mm-hmm. my name. But uh, I actually mostly am active on SoundCloud. Like That's where I just... I just because I record everything at wow, home. You're a SoundCloud rapper. I'm a SoundCloud rapper, trying to be at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, th- that's where I upload everything because it's very. I like how like just fast it is. Like mm. I just like because I'll just put down a track and I'm just like, this is great. I'm gonna upload it, and that's what I was doing for like many years before. Absolutely. Like I was like, okay, maybe I'll try the album format. Um, could you? Yeah, SoundCloud. Could you spell your name for people yeah. to find it? First name's Ronak, R O U N A K. It's like I'm at Starbucks. Right yeah. Now. Like, no, yeah, you like, are at Starbucks. Yeah. I will be giving it's you a like, coffee at the end of this. It's like I can't say my name anymore without just saying like the spelling. Hey, I, you know my last I mean? name's the same. Actually, yeah. you know what I do with my last name whenever I'm at a bar? I just yeah. say, it's Mom Pleaser. Just look yeah. for Mom Pleaser <laughs> and they always find it. They find it. Yeah, first name's Ronak, R O U N A K, and last name Mighty, M A I T I. Right. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you for so much for so sharing much. your music with us. I, uh, I'm glad to. You're, again, very talented. I uh, enjoy all of your work. Thank you. That I've heard so far. Yeah. I might go back home and listen <laughs> to the like, album and be like, trash. well, there we go. Uh, but I that's f- just my cynicism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you again so much for being here. Guys, here's the comes the part where I have to do very, very bad, bad plugs because I'm, I'm not as good at it as Jaquise is. Uh, November 29th. We are in Chicago for the Chicago Pod Fest. Please buy a ticket. Check it out. We're going to have some very dope stuff. If you heard the recording of the LA Live episode, expect great things just like that. Um, Jaquise has been working very, very hard on t-shirt designs. Uh, they're all very 90s themed. Yeah, no, Dan did make a face like, is he working hard? I guess he's not. Let's be honest. They're just classic <laughs> 90s sitcoms logos that he put Culture Kings into. Not great art. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, I just lost my co-host. Um, but um, please go ahead and check those out. You can check those out at tpublic.com slash culturekings. Uh, 
And you know what to do. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Jaquise Neal on all social media platforms at Edgar Mobus here on Twitter at AwfulGram on Instagram and uh, at Culture Kings Pod on all social media platforms. Uh, listen, rate, and review us, and please go listen to Ronix Music. Uh, I'm going to really check out that Bengali Cowboy album. It sounds very, very good. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Or uh, I'm actually going to Target right now. I don't know why I said I'm going. <laughs> it's there. actually perfect for Target. Really? Good. Because yeah, yeah, that's where really I'll be. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, stay healthy.